This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
search us on YouTube. Listen on your favorite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Right, Chris. Alrighty. Oh, look, I'm small again. There I am. Take me Viagra. Good evening, good day, good morning, good afternoon, good night, goodbye. Hello, wherever you are in the world. Welcome along. It's LTID TV from Leicester Till I Die. Uh, we're a little bit early this week, but we're doing the preview show tonight. We have got the second of the three promoted teams coming up this weekend. Uh, we didn't do so well against the last one, so fingers crossed for this. We live in hope. Um, and it's Christmas almost upon us. Are you ready for that strange little man with a large belly and the long white beard to come down your chimney, fill your stockings and empty your sack in your living room? Well, if you are, then you've not got long to wait. 19 days. But this is the preview show, getting back to football. And we're just waiting for uh, Brad to finish in, finish having a wang off in the green room. And uh, we'll, I don't know, that's what, his words, his words. And we'll, we'll be talking to Aaron from um, Argyle Life as well. Uh, here it is. How was your wang, Brad? And, uh, yeah, I know I shouldn't have told you that story before, and I'll wait for some chance to explain that story later on. I'm, I'm, it, it's good as well as as well as me, mate. Although my camera's not very good at the moment, it's been a bit no, yeah, dirty and blurry. Fine. It's just your face. Oh, okay, that explains everything. Then it's just my face. <laughs> Problem right, solved. Right. Let's welcome our guest in. Um, unlike others, he has turned up, which is very nice of him. And we're going to say hello to uh, Aaron. Hello, welcome to the madness, Aaron. Hello, you're right. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I've, I seem to be developing some sort of cold, which isn't great, but um, no, 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 no. You don't develop in a cold. You're getting man flu. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't come down with man flu, fortunately. Um, oh. I sort of get over it a bit more than most, but um, no, yeah, I'm good. Apart from that, I'm good. I'm looking forward to Saturday. Yeah, well, well, welcome along. Uh, well, welcome back to the um, championship. Uh, not so long ago, you were pretty much a, a mainstay uh, in the second tier, weren't you? Yeah, I think we were longest at one point. We were the longest serving club in the championship. I'm sure somebody will correct me that. Um, yeah. And then I think Ipswich took that mantle after we went down. So, um, but we we've been there a while. I, I would say that sort of like League One level is historically our you know, our base level. Mm. Um, but it's good to be back. It's good to be back in the championship and, and competing and competing. Yeah. So. And congratulations on winning uh, League One last season. Um, Highfields is in. Hello, Highfields. How are you? He said he'll be spending Christmas uh, near Plymouth, which, to be honest with you, you might want to move, Aaron, because um, uh, Highfields is on the um, uh, what, what do they call it for the police um, where they move you around and hide you away from uh, people that are after you witness protection that's it because every week every week he's from somewhere he's going from somewhere different um, but uh, but uh, look let's uh, let's welcome on Brad I mean first of all uh, we're playing Plymouth and the disappointment for Brad I'm sorry Brad Ginsters are no longer because um, he loves he loves the Ginsters does uh, does Brad but they are no longer <laughs> sponsors. 
Well, at least I've seen sense in one sense of the the world. Because uh, look, as much as I love against the state bake or anything else, the the, the passive range they cannot do. It doesn't come close to a. And I've just offended every single Plymouth fan in there. Yeah, I haven't. Like, come I in there. They are that. They should just quit while they're ahead. The state bakes something else, keep them going, but leave the Cornish to the Cornish proper. Let, let the shop makers make it. That's what I say. Anyone who's gone down to the south and had a proper pasty from a shop, they know what they know what I'm talking about. I... Yeah, I've I've heard that. I've heard that several times. I mean, I I can't remember the last time I had against us, um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of nostalgia and um, instant brand recognition, if you think of our guy, think against us. So. Um, yeah, honestly, honestly, yeah. I think I think you have just upset everybody, uh, Brad, <laughs> in in a green and white. But um, but there we go. Uh, Doug is in. Hi, Doug Scott. Hi, how are you as well? Uh, look, he, he's there, um, uh, Aaron. You came up as I say last season as champions, and first of all, I'm now going to upset every Plymouth fan because I had you as one of the favourites for going down. Um, yeah. I don't think you're going to necessarily get, you know, you're obviously not going to get a promotion or anything like that. But I actually now look at it and think there's a lot worse teams than you in that division. Yeah, you say about that though, but we're only, I think we're six points off the off the drop and eight points off the playoffs. So it's not, mm. you know, it's not a million miles away. I mean, no, let's not no. get ahead of ourselves. Um, it's not going to happen, but it could, it could, you know. Uh, I don't think anybody would have expected us to, to lift the title last season um, above... Uh, Ipswich Town and Sheffield Wednesday, and we did that as well. So uh, don't don't write us off just yet. Um, but uh, no, I think survival is the aim, and and that will be uh, that will be what we're looking to to achieve. Anything above that dotted line, and I'm happy. But I know I know when you came on our uh, our preseason um, preview podcast, you I think you were the only person that came on our show and predicted us to go down. So. Um, you're the only one that's wrong yeah, so far. Doing very well in the prediction league, so panic not. <laughs> panic not. Brad's doing worse, I've got to say, but it's, uh, I'm not doing very well, so don't date my predictions uh, as, as gospel. But look, I want to talk about Stephen Schumacher. He's obviously got you racing out of the blocks, and like I say, take takes you good on corners. But how, how happy? Oh, sorry, I couldn't resist. Uh, how happy are you with him uh, as your manager? Okay. I wish we were good at corners. I think that's one of our major downfalls is, is um, set pieces. Although we're, we're uh, you know, some would argue that we, we're getting slightly better at those. Um, Stephen Schumacher is uh, a godlike figure of a man uh, in Plymouth. I think it'd be safe to say he's, um, he's been in the news the last couple of days. Well, not the news, but he's um, shot up the um, prediction, the betting odds to become Sunderland's next manager. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure how, reliable obviously betting odds aren't to be relied upon but no. um i'm not sure if there's anything in that um i feel like we would have heard something concrete by now um about any any form of approach um but yeah so this is a going back to shui himself he's just i i can't praise i don't think i've ever been in love with a manager as much as i have with steven schumacher he is um He's, he's just some bloke. He just gets the city. He's he's one of the first to move his whole family down to to the southwest, which is which is massive for us. Um, I feel like he gets us. I feel like he understands the 
the the fan base really well. He talks really well. He talks a good game. Um, he's similar in a way to Holloway, who we may or may not know. Um, in the fact that he says the right things and predominantly does the right things up until Holloway's last uh, act as manager. But you know, he's um, sort of galvanised the city, and it's not just him, but it's the the boardroom and the and the backroom staff, and um, literally everybody down from from the the fitness coach to to the chairman, um, all are all singing from the same hymn sheet and it's just uniting the club as one. So, um, but Shuey, Shuey deserves a lot of credit for, for obviously last season as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it was a, I can't even remember how many it was. I think it was 26 or 27 points we won from um, losing positions last season, oh, wow. just purely from his um, tactical tweaks and, and substitutions. So um, one of the best up and coming managers in the EFL without a doubt. Well, fingers crossed that you, you can hold on to him. Hi to uh, CB, uh, who's popped in. Obviously, uh, a Plymouth fan there. And Doug uh, is channeling his inner Gokwan uh, and is saying he he likes your strips. I'm worried about that. He's Scottish, what yeah, can I not, say? He's not wrong. He's not wrong. They are lovely. <laughs> this is uh, Brad, um, he's always saying the right things. He came out with some interesting quotes. And I've got to say, in a funny way, they were... Um, funny. I mean, I, I never forget the. You know, he's going to tell his turkeys that uh, Christmas is cancelled when he was talking to the World Cup being moved uh, to, to December. Um, your thoughts on Plymouth? I mean, minus getting sponsored by Ginks as a side, they're actually a decent club. Um, but, you know, they had that long stay period in the in the Championship. Uh, they had some favourable players. Uh, back in them days, I just enjoyed seeing them play. Uh, also, over time, uh, the most famous old guy or man out there who's probably going to cause me trouble saying this is Pie Face, the YouTuber. <laughs> if anyone knows the YouTube, Pie Face is a, is a huge Argyle fan. And I became a fan of his and seeing him and knowing him being an Argyle fan. Uh, Aaron will probably correct me and say, no, he's the biggest YouTuber in Plymouth, and I should correct my statement uh, <laughs> on that we're one. On YouTube, yeah, we're, we're trying to log into the account. To get the, uh, oh, well, you will be then. You will be then. But <laughs> now, yeah, well, there you go. That Aaron's going to take the, the world by storm when he gets into his YouTube for Plymouth Archival fans. <laughs> but now I've always had a bit of a soft spot for him. They're, they're relatively close, I guess, to where to where my family is down south as well. Um, my granddad, he's a uh, West Ham thrown through, but he's always had uh, a soft spot for the Argyle as well when he when he was around. So yeah, I've, I mean, I hope we I hope we stuff them, but I hope they do stay up this season in the championship. I I think and I think they've got the quality too. I think there is at least four teams worse than them easily this season. Oh, I I agree oh, I, with I that. Agree I think there are worse teams, and I. What I love, and this is no disrespect to Plymouth, but you know, there's some there's some big teams in the in the championship, and I I still don't think of Leicester as a big team. Uh, I really, really don't, despite what we've managed to achieve over the past nine seasons. And I love, I it's like I love to see Luton in the Premier League. I loved it when Brentford went up, and I and I wish Plymouth all the best. And me predicting them to be in the bottom. Uh, a three come the end of the season um, was 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 nothing personal. I don't, I really really do hope that you'll stay on, uh, stay up. CB says uh, he's not a Leeds fan. Sorry, he's not a Plymouth fan. He's a Leeds fan. So he he wants anybody that's playing Ipswich or uh, 
um, or, or Leicester. Um, how's it going for you, Leeds? I mean, you said you were coming for us, mate, uh, when you beat us. We're still waiting for you. You're still waiting for you. Christmas is going to come before Leeds come for Leicester. Oh, cool. that started a discussion, hasn't it? Um, but look, let, let's have a look at uh, the league table. I'm going to be starting um, with uh, saying, you know, about how well Plymouth are doing. And like I say, no disrespect, they're doing better than, than I thought they would. Uh, how impressed have you been with Leicester this season, Aaron? Um, I can't say I've caught an awful lot of your, your games, but when I have, I've noticed that you're not... Um, for the squad that you've got and the, the capabilities you've got, you're not, you don't seem to be blowing teams away. Um, you, you're very tight at the back and, and, you're, and you're nicking games one or two nil. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like this, apart from your, your recent um, efforts against Borough, which, which was sounded absolutely mad. Um, but, I, you know, I feel like for the, don't get me wrong, you, you're doing well enough. You know, you can't be any higher than first. No, but I feel like there's there's an element of of um, your lot that's just waiting to click into gear and you'll and you'll start blowing teams away. Um, as you've already mentioned, you struggled against it was Wednesday, right? Yeah. Um, and like, if you can if you can get into a to a position where you can start um, putting three, four, five past them, then then you'll start running away with it. And, and to be honest, I think you're champion select anyway, so there's nothing really to worry about. But um, yeah, it could. You're in that position where it could um, change if your if your defence start um, lapsing a little bit. So um, yeah, I'm just sort of waiting for you to click into gear and be this this one of the best teams the championships ever seen. Like visually, like you are on paper, but like I'm waiting to see that football. Fair point, Brad. And I mean, if anybody <laughs> here comes the uh, B and Q moment, uh, shameless plug, as you would say, I'll pinch your saying this time. Uh, if you do check out the BBC website, the Leicester City uh, page on the BBC, every Tuesday there's a section called Fans Voice. And uh, <laughs> I do say a 1 0 or a 4 1, like we, which was probably our biggest win of the season over Southampton. We haven't done that often. Uh, three points are three points. You, you know, if you win one nil or nine one, you still only get three points. That said, it felt so good on uh, on Saturday, didn't it? With that ninety fourth minute winner. Yeah, yeah, it did. It did feel really good. I think it was also needed because it suddenly, once say gloss is over, but it definitely makes the last. You know, you look at us now on our last three results, and we've got seven points out of nine. Uh, I know we probably would have, you know, you would if you were thinking where we'd draw, it wouldn't be at Sheffield. It probably would have been the baggies game. So to to do it against still technically the meanest defence in the in the championship in well in the last set, the last seven or eight games they've they've become a uh, become that sort of team, haven't they? So to do that is the way going. And see, I think I think sometimes we get lured into thinking that you have to blow teams away four or five. Three, four, five nil every week to be classed a ruthless championship side. And I, I do get, I do get what Aaron's saying, but but to me, everybody's banging on about. Well, not so much now because they're struggling, but everybody was bang, banging on about Burnley last season, how they kind of strutted towards it uh, near the end. They were firing in them goals and they were doing it with swagger, and everybody was like, "Wow, what they're going to do in the Premier League." Well, it took them about 18 games to really get started on any form of run. Uh, you know, 
Uh, I know we're having a bit of a stuttering patch, and we're not we're not stomping people out. We've had a few good four oneers here and there between some stronger teams, which is probably showing where we show our best football. But also, we're well ahead of Burnley, and probably anybody right now that's been classed as one of the best championship t- uh, title winners going, i.e., hundred points or ninety points winners. So, yeah. <laughs> be, be scary for oppositions if we do get to that level. I think the championship yeah. should be hoping Leicester keep winning by the odd goal instead of actually kicking into three goal territory margins well, of we, wins. We, we did win the Premier League, uh, winning most games one nil. So, uh, yeah, true. <laughs> so, but look, I mean, Plymouth there, Aaron. I mean, uh, you're in 16th position. You've you've played 18. Uh, I mean, you've won 50. percent um, You've got a plus goal difference. Um, is consistent? Cons- even say the word consistency a problem for you this season? Um, I wouldn't say so. I would say that um, if anything, we've been annoyingly consistent in the fact that we can't um, we can't put good performances. We can't convert really good performances into points. I think um, actually we 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 should be on. Um, performances alone we should be slightly higher in the table but obviously you know the points are what uh when your prizes ultimately so um and that that goes to show with the plus goal difference that we're, we're doing something right you know we're, we're only 10 we're only 10 behind you and and, and yeah. 15 places apart so um although you know the plus 10 is, is huge but i think if you look around the teams around us as well like that goal difference is like an extra three points um, at the moment, and and it feels like we can. I don't want to say outscore opponents, but um, when we play against teams that are very open, um, we can go toe to toe with them, and we can and we can outscore them. There's been a few occasions where there was sort of like a run of, of three games um, against Bristol City, Millwall, and Swansea, where we sort of just. Um, um, we we felt like, oh, this is it. We're, we're in the championship now. Um, we just didn't play to the level that we played all season, and we're back to that now. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think we're okay. I, I, there's no complaints in terms of performance, and there's no complaints in terms of um, attacking displays at the moment. We just um, and we seem to be pretty ruthless. We're converting our um, we're converting chances that we have really well. So, um, I expect if we get one or two chances up at your place, we might we might take them. So, you've um, had some good results. I mean, you know. Um, you did what we couldn't do and you beat Sheffield Wednesday very comfortably yeah. by the look of it, 3-0. Uh, you nearly got something uh, at Ipswich, which w- would have been a great result for you. Oh, we should have. We should have. Yeah. There's, there's an absolutely outrageous challenge. Last man, uh, Mustafa Bundy's through on goal and he just swipes his, his back leg and gets away with it. Not even a foul, apparently, um, mm. which would have put us 2-0 up. So, um, yeah, I mean, we should have. We should have got I've got to, well, don't complain about the referees because if you do get at any point go up another division, you'll have the, the joy of VAR. We are loving not yeah. having VAR, aren't we, Brad? But look, I've got to ask about the um, I mean, the Norwich game. I mean, none of us got, I don't think anybody got any points on that prediction. Uh, 6 2, you blew them away. I mean, that must be your performance of the season. I, I would argue it isn't. I would argue that's that's one of our. Well, I don't want to say bang average performances, but that's like that's sort of the median when it comes to our actual performances. Like that, that one was just that we came up against a Norwich side that just could not defend. Like they just, 
they get they gave us eight chances and we took six of them. Um, yeah. We like our performances have been similar to that game pretty much every every week, bar the three that I've already mentioned. So, um, and and even up at Leeds, we played we played second half. We played similar to that as well. Um, and it's it's to blow an established. I don't want to say an established championship side because obviously Norwich have been Premier League recently, but to to blow away a team like that. Um, after nicking their best young talent for a million pounds, um, and then uh, to blow them away six two, um, just phenomenal. That's one of those days that we're like we're we're back in the championship, and how good is this? I don't think anybody expected that. Like going into the game, I was very much on the case of if we keep it under two 0 I'm happy. Um, yeah. And yeah, to, to, um, everything just clicked. Everything just clicked really well. Um, and Norwich, uh, I'm surprised to see the resurgent again. It somewhat, uh, to be honest, because they have been dire. Glad we 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 mentioned the Sheffield Wednesday game earlier. I've got to come back to it. Um, unfortunately, uh, we said before you know that game that Leicester being Leicester that this was a potential banana skin, and it was very very much so. Um, it's a bit of that sort of a feeling about this game, and no disrespect to Plymouth, but you know when you when you look, I mean, the three that come down are probably normally the three favourites to go back up, uh, and it's to a point. It's almost a little bit the same with the three that are, that, that come up the other way. Uh, but on paper, you would say a relegated side should be beating a, prem, a promoted side from League One. I'm worried about this game. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think there's every reason to be worried about it. First of all, um, you know, the, the, I think in any other season, they wouldn't have it showing them up as a newly promoted side doing so well because on paper, Plymouth are, are exceeding their own expectations. You know, just as you say, the, you know, the Premier League relegated sides are the expectations to go first up. Well, there's four relegation spots, is there not in the championship? Or is it three? Mm-hmm. So three, three. three. So you look, you'd look at that and go, well, Plymouth, Ipswich, Sheffield Wednesday, straight nailed on return ticket. And maybe you had, maybe in an occasion, some some odds or elsewhere might pick one and say, no, they'll just stay up. We're, we're, we're going to put someone else in that bracket. But usually the outcome is, oh well, well done getting up here. But the first thing we're thinking is you're going to go straight back down. Uh, and I think, like I said, if Ipswich weren't having such a wonderful season that they're having for for, for themselves, uh, you'd be looking at Plymouth going, yeah, they're 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 doing really well. They're not they're not uh, struggling. They're not behind the eight ball as as some teams might uh, might be well are in this situation. Um, and look, we've seen throughout the results this season. Uh, that it's not easy to play these bottom bottom half sides, newly promoted or, or championship regulars, if you will. Uh, Ipswich, Leeds, notably couldn't couldn't beat Rotherham. Well, we managed to do that. And then you look at Sheffield Wednesday's upturn in form. That you know they've gone on, they've gone and helped not just themselves, but but a certain uh, predictor up to some smug points uh, on the board for that one. Because I got I got laughed out of the building for predicting Sheffield Wednesday to beat Birmingham. Uh, just saying, Chris. Just saying. You didn't clip it and post that one on there, did you? Though I don't no, know. So, no, but, <laughs> but yeah. So you never know. You never know what's what, what's up for it. And 
the expectation Leicester don't handle that well. We for I've been supporting since the early nineties, Chris, and all I've known Leicester is the tag that follows Leicester is underdog. So when we're the favourites, it seems to be when we don't always come together. So yeah, I am a, I am a little bit worried. I have to admit you're, myself. You're, you're still a baby when you've been supporting them since the seventies, like myself. The word that usually follows it's not Leicester City, it's Leicester roller coaster because that's the sort of ride it is following us. And a point you made earlier, Aaron, which was a good point, is that we're not rolling many teams over. I think the 4-1 win against Southampton was our biggest. Uh, it was away from home. But when we're at home, a lot of teams are coming to us and literally um, parking the bus. Mm. You know? And as much, no matter how good you are, you know, if every time you go forward, you've got 11 players, you know, defending, it is hard to break down. And, you know, all we can do is literally what we do, which is tie them out. And then eventually, hopefully, they make a silly mistake and we'll nick a goal and say they'll get the, the three points. But that's that's the problem. Is that the way Plymouth, you think, will we'll, we'll come to the game? I mean, when, when Leeds came to us, and in fairness, um, CB that's in the Leeds fan, when they came, they didn't. They did exactly the opposite. They came at us and gave us, well, we lost, but it was our toughest game. How are Plymouth going to um, uh, uh, face this game? I can pretty much assure you that we will not do that. We will not park the bus. We won't sit in, pretty much. I don't know. I can't confirm that. I don't have any no. inside knowledge. But um, we played Leeds and we didn't sit. We didn't sit 11 in. Um, and we've played most of the top, uh, most of the top nine now um, and not done that. I mean, West Brom might be the only one where you can, you can, um, maybe suggest that we played defensively, but we still didn't sit eleven in. Um, we, we did we did well to make a nil nil draw there. Um, when you add in the caveat that we have not won a Saturday three pm away game since October twenty twenty two, so over a year. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> getting me excited. Yeah, uh, it's not it's not looking good for us, and we will. We will give you space to play. Um, and it just depends on whether um, one or one or two of our midfield pivots are having uh, a good game. We've, we've, we've got a brilliant centre-back who we signed on a free, Lewis Gibson. Um, he, he was previously of, of Everton. They signed him for £6 million, if if rumours are to be believed. Um, he is... Fantastic. And basically we're going to be expecting a few of our major players to to, to step up mm. on Saturday. Uh, I don't expect us to sit in, but I expect us to have a defensive mentality in which we um give away niggly fouls and we, we stop the tempo and we and we um quiet you that way rather than eleven men in the box, basically. Um and, and basically our midfielders will be made to work and work mm. hard, hopefully. Hopefully, I can I can see us as well setting up with a going back to the back five uh, or a back three, sorry, but with with wing backs that might sit slightly deeper. So it's not a case of um, parking the bus, but it's defensive mode first, and then yeah. trying to hit you on the break if we can. Now, Brad, that makes me happy actually because I think if if Plymouth do give us space, then I think that could be the downfall. How do you think uh, Maresca is going to going to you know uh, tackle this game? Uh, I don't think we'll see too much D 
difference um, in it. If, if if that's his understanding of how Plymouth are going to go with with um, with how Aaron said that they're potentially going to go about the game, I I, I think he's probably then more inclined to you know because Leicester have dealt with that all season. We've seen how it's worked for other teams. You know, Rotherham played for played for the draw. They got beat. Bristol City came for nothing, uh, a nil nil, and they got beat. QPR. Uh, was a bit more of a struggle, admittedly, and obviously going down to 10-man help, but they tried to do the same. They tried to strangle us, and it didn't really work. And, and actually, some some of the bigger teams we've beat have tried to sit behind the ball, come at us, and they've got beat even bigger. So I think the confidence will be there. I think it does, strangely enough, it, it plays more into our hands because we like to have a lot of time on the ball. We don't just pass it around quickly but we like to have the ball at our feet a lot and we like to take control of the situation and dictate the play and and, and, and we drag you around the pitch and not the other way around sort of thing uh, and, and if that's how they go from what I can gather from Enzo and his tactics this season especially if they go with the three at the back I think you'll see the likes of Ian Acho and, and, and McAteer because they, they, they'll add extra bodies into his midfield and allow him to kind of break through them lines, if you will. So that would be the personnel side of things I could see changing. But I'm very happy for Plymouth to try and wait for a chance to kind of counter us because that's when we kind of spring our trap. We kind of wait for you to blink first, thinking you're in, and then we nick the ball off you as you go high line and we've got five or six bodies going forward. So you're probably, the sounds of things, as, as much as it makes sense up there to kind of hold your horses a little bit, you're playing top of the league a few bad results we've had this season. I don't mean that in a smuggish way. It is what it is. I mean, two defeats and a, you know, three defeats and a draw. Um, you know, it's probably better to to come at us quicker because you don't allow us that time on the ball. I mean, Chris, how many times has your love child, sorry, Yannick Vestergaard, should I say, been sat there like he could have twiddled his thumbs, got out a deck of cards. He's had that long on the ball. He's literally stopped because he's going that slow. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a thing, isn't there, these days called walking football. <laughs> I think if Yannick Vestergaard ever decides to take that up, he would be the absolute, he would kill it. He really would. Absolutely. Mm. He, he gets hold of the ball. And it's it's almost like Aaron, and I say, in fairness, you've not seen a lot of us, and I, I appreciate that totally. But Yannick, who up until this season was everybody hated him as a Leicester fan. He was bought. He didn't fit into the previous manager's. Uh, plan so why you bought him we still don't know but Marquesa uh, it fits if it's perfectly and he's now up for uh, he's in the top four for the the players uh, the fans player of the year um, and he will stand on the ball and he will just sort of say basically come and get it if you want mm-hmm. it come and get it which obviously then releases players to go down 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 either side defensively. I mean, you, you you said earlier. I mean, you've you've not. Um, I'm just looking here uh, with, for Plymouth. Um, I mean, you you've can see where are we here? Goal difference two. Uh, I mean, you've you've scored a lot, but you've you've almost let in as many. Is, is the defence a problem for you? I wouldn't say a problem. I think it's a case of um, we we allow um, 
we sort of allow teams to play so that we can we can play our our game too, if that makes sense. Mm. So um, we we um, we offer space. We offer the opponent space because we know that they'll they'll return that favour by by moving basically. Yeah. Um, so, but but you know when you look at we've played the top ten, the whole top ten apart from yourselves. Um, Ipswich away lost by one goal. Leeds lost by one goal. Southampton lost 95th minute equaliser in which uh, Shea Adams celebrated like he won the World Cup. Um, West West Brom, we got a nil-nil draw. Hull, we lost by one goal. Blackburn, we beat. Preston lost by... Did we lose that one by one? One. Sunderland, we just beat. Watford, we drew nil-nil. So, mm. in, in, in most of the goals we've conceded have come from teams, um, you know, 12th and below. So, yeah. so when we when we switch to that like slightly more defensive minded um style then mm. then we're normally okay so and you know if you said um you know we could go to leeds and we'd only lose by one i think we'd have all taken that when we were predicting you know three four five six nil defeats on on our pod um i think um to to when you look at it over the season as a whole, like those numbers add up. Of course they do. Mm. But if you look at them as individual performances, that we're just we're just like a few a few simple decisions away from clicking and actually being quite a solid defensive unit as well. Um our our wing but when we do play with wing backs, our wing backs often like to occasionally switch off, which doesn't mm. help in Kane Kesley and Bally Mumba. Um but when we bring in those more experienced heads like um Brendan Galloway's now back um, from injury and Joe Edwards. They're sort of slightly more defensively minded and, and, and they do shore us up. So um, I, th- I think, like I said, we're making those slight tweaks to, to to become slightly more defensive against yourself, but not in a way in which we, we sit 11 men behind the ball. Who, who should we be looking out for then in green and white on Saturday? Um, I think the... The most obvious answer is, is of course, uh, Morgan Whitaker, um, a right. I want to say like inside forward. He's not a striker mm. and he's not a right winger, but he plays that that inside forward role. He's not a ten either, so floats about over there a bit. Um, he is um, phenomenal. We signed him for one million pounds from Swansea City, which is an absolute steal. Mm. Um, you know, he is. He is destined to play Premier League football, and I hope that he shows that against sides like yourself to show that he can he can cut it if if somebody takes that opportunity and and takes him up a league. Um, if not, I hope he stays with us yeah. for, uh, for quite some time and takes us there himself. Um, he is he's he's absolutely brilliant. He's he's I don't want to say greedy, but he likes to take a chance. He likes to um, yeah. he likes the old. He likes to take an opportunity when it comes to him, and and more often than not, this season they're starting to go in a lot more. So, um, absolutely phenomenal player. Um, apart from him, I think somebody else that needs a good shout out is Jordan Houghton. Didn't have a brilliant game on Saturday against Stoke, but um, he has improved tenfold in the Championship. Absolutely, um, I don't want to say CDM, but he plays in that sort of like more defensively minded centre mid role. And um, he's he's been brilliant this season in terms of breaking teams down um, and then almost laying the ball off for our more creative players um, alongside him. 
um, Messrs. Kundal and um, Finazaz. And then the, the the third one I would say is is Finazaz, who him him Morgan and and Bally, if they can if they can really get on the ball. And then we've got Mustafa Bundu up top, who is also waiting to be properly unleashed. He's he's um he's got a few um he's got a few minutes under his belt now and we know what he's about. So so hopefully he can he can have a proper run. I feel I feel like he'll start on, on Saturday over over Ryan Hardy. Um I feel like we've got the pace there on the break and we've got not not just the pace but the, the control and the and the agility to maybe get at Vestergaard if we target him. <laughs> he sounds like uh the, the the slowest of the bunch if we can if we can target him um yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. If, if you if you've got a shoemaker we we we've probably got a, a very very old damon hill uh yeah. <laughs> in the back for scott is asking there alan would you say plymouth are a more open play type of team and that's why you concede so much yeah, again, I wouldn't say that we've conceded so much when you when you compare, especially when yeah. you compare our budget to to those in the league. We we have got the lowest budget, if not the second lowest in the league. Um, I would say that we um, we are open and we and we like it when other teams are open. Hence that, that mm. Norwich game, you know, eight goals in that game, two of which came for Norwich. That that was purely from us when we were four 0 up, still trying to get more goals because it would be very argyle to lose it from four 0 up. Um, or at least at least draw that. So um, we, we don't we, we don't take the foot off the pedal. I, th- I think that's why we are. And again, I, I wouldn't say we're conceding too many. I would say that we are. It's a byproduct of the way we play football, and we, and we know that we can try um, our best to outscore teams. But that hasn't happened as much as we'd like, but enough. Brad, we kind of know. What the starting team is going to be on Saturday? Uh, we probably know what nine of the eleven starting players are going to be on Saturday. Um, first question: um, Ricardo's out. Um, collected a, a, a what looked to be a, a, um, a stupid yellow card uh, against West Brom, but look, he misses the game. Um, are we going to see Chowdhury coming in? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, it was so stupid because he, he didn't commit, a, he wasn't booked for a foul or anything like that. It's it, it, He he talks himself into the suspension, well, the yellow card, which led to the suspension anyway, didn't he? So it was just more frustration. But yeah, for me, it's a simple case of like, like for like, um, a position that at the start of the season we had too many of and I, I think we overloaned and, and over got rid of maybe yeah is uh is a bit convincing it's not his natural uh position but he's played there more than enough times to, to to say it's more comfortable than anyone else we could put there. I know we could put Justin there but it'd leave us completely uh overawed on on the Cody, left side although that wasn't really that didn't really work out very well did it no no it didn't ask Sheffield Wednesday how well it worked out for for them uh we a better team maybe you know would have won that game we we said that I think if we'd have been playing Plymouth on that occasion they they, they would have definitely been better to, to have beaten us the way we played with Cody on the left and, and a three at the back system um so you want to keep Justin on the left so I think I think Chowder is the the only obvious, well, the the enforced change, if you will, that you'd put mm. it right back um, for that role. Now I'm going to. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not this, saying Brad. So do not hold this against me here, because I know if 
best of God's my love child. We all know who yours is. Uh, but your your best friend at Leicester Shear Live, Jordan Blackwell. Kalechi and Acho is dangerous territory after telling moment, but there is a solution. The Leicester City strikers performing below expectation at the moment and have not scored in his last six championship appearances, causing groans of frustration. It's going to be Vardy starting on Saturday, isn't it? I don't think it will be. I don't think it will be. A, first of all, Jordan speaks nonsense. If you, if you don't believe me, check his ratings out. The, the, the guy hits his head before he, after he speaks, I swear. Jordan, Jordan, by the way, Aaron, is the lead writer for the local rag. So, um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 only, the only man that could praise everybody in his comments and then give them a rating of, like, four. Is, 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 yeah. Anyway, the less said about him, the better. I think he could have to in Nacho once, and Brad's never forgiven him. Well, that might have had something to do of it but he's proved me right ever since to be honest with you so i was in my rights there to not like in fact and and the only reason i say i think it's actually going to be an actual that starts this game purely has to do on what i said earlier about uh, what aaron said how they were going to approach us this season oh, this season this game uh enzo will if they line up with the intent of packing that midfield and trying to win the ball in and around the middle and, and then spring spring an attack high up playing that high line that Leicester do tend to do when teams play like that because teams sitting back off as allow us to play that high line like Vestergaard and, and FaZe or Cody, whoever's with him, they tend to be in and around the halfway line. I mean, granted, sometimes so he's a Madsen, but that's off his own little... I think he just goes on a wander every so often. I think he's a bit eccentric sometimes with where he likes to stand. But what Ian Acho does, the way he plays compared compared to Vardy, because to get the best out of Vardy, let, let's face it, Chris, to utilise him now as well, the ball, he still sits on in between them two strikers and, and, that, and that midfielder waiting for the ball to get to him and, and play it through. And if you're not really going to be able to get the best out of Jamie Vardy if he's having to try and muscle through five, five or six players. But if Ian Acho drags, drags them two midfielders with him, with him by coming deep to receive the ball... And I think the way Leicester will try and utilise the way Ian Atchew is as a striker, it, it, that will allow them to instantly be on the numerical advantage on, on, on any potential quick breakaway that Leicester can do if they can break up Plymouth in the middle early. So that's purely why I go for Ian Atchew over Vardy. It just makes more sense with given what types of strikers both of them are, if that's how Plymouth are going to go for us. Is this the game that we see Tom Cannon finally... Well, we get to see him, full start. I mean, I know um, Kate talking on the debate show on uh, Monday night wanted to know if he was big or small. I think that was regarding his stature, but you never know with Kate. Uh, but are we going to see Tom Canning finally get some minutes this week? No, sadly I don't. Unless we put, unless, and I mean this is a great respect, unless we go and stomp Plymouth 4-0 in like the 60th minute and it's 4-0 by that time I just don't see how he's putting him on I, I, we've asked for it Sheffield Wednesday should have come on none of the strikers were any good Vardy didn't really do anything against his boyhood club uh, should have put him on you know you can't really put him on against West Brom when the game's so uh, it, 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 playing the way it was there was no chance to get him on so if we're 1-0 up or 2-1 up or, or, or even 
But yeah, you know, worse than that, we're not even winning the game. We're one all. Are we really going to put an untried, tested talent on? Enzo doesn't seem to want to. I honestly don't think we'll see him till the FA Cup game against Millwall, Chris. To be honest with you, I'm losing faith in in, in Enzo actually giving him a chance. So yeah, no, unless no, no, unless we get into a position, uh, much, so seven million we paid for him from Everton. So you'd start to think with our other strikers who haven't kicked the ball for us yet is Daka. Um, you know, we need to start seeing him play because we'll lose him in actual either permanently if he doesn't sign a new contract or at least we're losing him to the African Cup of Nations. So I'd love to say, Chris, that he's going to play. But like I said, unless we turn Plymouth over and we do it 60, 70 minutes into the game and it's dead and buried, <laughs> Enzo just doesn't seem to want to trust him to go out there and to, you know, to turn a game on its head if necessary. No. Uh, I that highlights, Sorry, the that highlights the differences between our squads in the fact that you've got a seven, eight million pound striker on the on the bench or in the reserves that you're not willing to use. And uh, we, we broke our record transfer fee this this summer for a million pounds. So um mm. and he's a you know the first name or they're both the first names on the team sheet is near enough every week. So I think, um, you know, some perspective on, on this weekend, if you are four nil up and Tom Cannon does come off the bench, I think that's, um, that's a very, a very good perspective on, on Saturday. I think we have to remember, because a lot of, I think teams, when we came down, looked at us and went, Oh, here they go. You know, and the way we were spending with the, you know, with the man city of the, uh, of, of the championship uh, and I think just in fairness we should sort of say and we're going to have a couple of comments from some Plymouth fans here um, that um, we 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 didn't spend last season because of the um, FFP because we actually tried to stay within the rules unlike uh, Everton, Man City and, and, and a few other clubs <laughs> did I say that out loud um, and we then on the, sold on the other hand, though, compared to I, I, and I appreciate that you know Everton's recklessness or whatever would have meant that you stayed up, etc. If they took their, their points deduction last season, mm. um, there's, there's two ways of looking at this from an outside of view. One, the relegation was very good for you in the fact that it allowed you to yeah. reset, get some confidence yeah. back, yeah. And, the, and the other half is that you know, when you look at teams like that, that have that have um. I don't want to say financial mismanagement when it comes to yourselves, but the fact that like we've we've just been speaking about Tom Cannon, you've got you've got a seven million pound striker that you you basically bought so that, that Preston or or Watford or whoever wanted him couldn't have him. Basically, that that seems to be the way, right? If if you're not using him, um, yeah. or it's cover for Afcon. You, you you know when you compare like the gulf between those coming down mm. uh, and and those coming up, especially like oh, it's absolutely huge. And you in know, fairness, that's probably one of the reasons that I had you as low as I did. Uh, but we should also say that, you know, we, we sold two players uh, for nearly 80 million, uh, which, you know, no, we haven't spent that by any stretch of the imagination. And we actually yeah. let go, although you say let go stroke end of contract, more players than we actually brought in. So... Mm. You know, people look at it and go, "Well, yeah, you know, you spend all this." Yeah, that, that, that's what I mean in, in the fact that it was brilliant for you, right? In, the, in mm. the fact that it allowed you to reset, it allowed you to go again, it allowed you to get rid of the, the dead wood that you you don't want around the club, mm. um, and and bring in players that do. You know, like you've brought in some some Premier League standard players there in, in Conor yeah. Cody, Winks, etc. On top of the likes of Wilfred and Didi and, and here at Dewsbury Hall, and you've got Jamie yeah. Vardy, Kelechi, and Acho. So. 
um i think actually it's, it's it's a good thing for you overall i wouldn't i wouldn't worry about um everton too much <laughs> no definitely um and hindsight's a, a wonderful thing had we stayed up brad uh, I don't think we'd be looking at a team that we're looking at now. We'd have probably tried to hold on to a few players because of the Premier League experience, uh, as Aaron said there. Like we went down to League One, you know, it, it, it was a reset. And sometimes you need to take a step back to take a couple forward. Yeah, you do. And um, I think, you know, sometimes you feel like it's it's the footballing gods, if you want to con coin the phrase. Uh, telling you that this is what you need to do because we probably missed up. We were probably so fearful of keeping hold and not losing any of the players that had helped us achieve what we what, what what we'd been achieving, i.e., the top five finishes, uh, the Europa semi final against Rome, uh, winning the FA Cup. You know uh, that that core of the squad. We were so fearful of either losing or or, or 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 accepting the fact that we were eventually going to have to churn these players out and churn new players in. That mm. I can't. I'm inclined to agree that had we stayed up, it probably would have just dragged out the inevitable. Unless because you don't know, a manager could have come in. Had would it have been Enzo that be a manager? Who knows? Would Dean Smith have been given the job? You probably would have said yes because he'd have been looked at as as the guy who kept us up, whether it was through technicalities or not. You don't I mean, that's, know. That's itself, right? The relegation gets rid of Dean Smith. Well, there is there, yeah, the, yeah, there is that. Um, you know, you then look at the pros and cons of it, don't you? Know would would Ian Atcher and and, and Wilfred and Didi have been sold or would they have been more inclined to sign a new contract because they're still Premier League and they're thinking their options under this new manager uh, are going to improve, uh, especially if it was to be Enzo. I, I would I would say that maybe in a panic or a situation of wanting to rebuild, had we lost Madison and Barnes still, we may have still looked towards Cody and Winks because I think they'd have still been in the lesser mentor, cheap, but experienced replacements for what we're losing. So some things might have happened, but yeah, it's sometimes you just need need bad bad to happen for the good times to return, yeah. don't you? Former Leicester City boss Dean Smith in contention for new job. Uh, the headlines uh, tonight. He's been linked with um, Major League side Charlotte FC, which of course where uh, Christian Fuchs is. Um, so he may be going when I saw the headline, I thought, Oh, Sunderland, possibly, but yeah, but no. Well, let's say hello to a few uh Plymouth fans. Nice to have you in, guys. Uh, tough game for us Saturday, Aaron, but you never know what our guy will do. We're so unpredictable this season. Um, Tyler, hello to you again. You're welcome. Uh, there's nothing more a guy than pulling off an upset against teams higher in the league. The worrying thing about that, Tyler, is there's nothing more Leicester. And struggling against teams that are uh, doing sort of the bottom half, no disrespect. Yeah, and, so. and like I said, when when you throw in that stat that we haven't won a Saturday three pm away from home since October last year, yeah, it's almost written on the cards, you know. And in that in that time, we won the league title with 101 points. So away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mc Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's basically written on the cards. Uh, 1-0 Mustafa Bundu away win up at um, the King Power. Can I just say, it is it is absolutely just lovely to have 3pm Saturday kickoffs again occasionally. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's yeah, nice to have that back. Look, look that, that's, that's your season so far. Um, would you have taken that at this stage, Aaron? You probably would have done, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Fourth from bottom, I'm happy. We, we'll take that every day. Um it's literally the case of of staying up um, and, and building year on year progression has been um, pretty much the the process under um, Simon Hallett's stewardship of the club, and I don't see that changing. You know, if we if we stay up this year, fourth from bottom, and the year after we're fifth from bottom, the year after we're sixth from bottom, yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy. It, it, it's that continuous year on year progression to becoming a. A, a, sustain, a self-sustainable uh, championship club. I know that we've we've launched a, a new five-year plan recently, in which we said that we're going to become a, a championship club with Premier League aspirations. Mm. But I think that there's a few more quid needed for that just yet. So <laughs> um, yes. I think let's let's not run before we can walk and just let's uh, stay up. Even if we stay up by a, a, a point on the final day, mm. I don't care as long as we stay up. Well, let, let me. If we go back, I think ten. I don't think it's eleven. I think ten seasons. Uh, we were happy just to stay up, and we would have been happy with sort of you know sixteenth the season after we went on and won the damn thing. So yeah. you know, <laughs> dreams dreams can come true. Um, and I mean, do you remember that season much? I mean, one of the things I like about that is that teams from all over the country, fans, sorry, from teams from all over the country wanted us to do it because again we were the underdog and like i said that's how i still see us as a, as a smallish team um but did it does it give you as a fan of somebody like plymouth hope of what you can achieve yeah well you know i think still there there were um huge disparities in in the fact that um i appreciate your squad weren't the best in the league at the, at the point on paper um but there are still huge disparities between our current ownership and and your then ownership. I assume that the, the same family it's still the same family yes, that only right. Um, yes. Yeah. So so I mean, there's there's still huge disparities in in in, in money. But hmm. you know, when when you when you consider that, that we helped send you down to League One that season under Holloway, um, you know, you. our fortunes <laughs> our fortunes have been slightly different since then. Um, yes. And, and, and don't just, pretend, Brad. Don't pretend. Just do it. <laughs> just to be back in the same division is is huge for us. So yeah. Um, again, I think it's all about walking before we can run. And and yeah. yes, as much as I would love a season or two in the Premier League, um, there are also bits 
things about the Premier League that make me despise football. And oh. um, and as you said, you, you know, you don't get Saturday 3 p.m. You don't get, you get VAR chucked in, you get um, the, the so-called big six, big, by the time we're there, the big 12 um, kicking off about everything. So it, it's just, um, you know, the, the championship is the best league in the world, isn't it? So let's not, let's not wish we, to be we, out of it yet. Although that being said, I'm absolutely good. not. Very good friend on here who's a Burnley fan, Dan from Turf Morehouse TV. And um, I always say, let's you know, be careful what you wish for. Look at them, as Brad said earlier, and, and last season, and, and then compare it to this season. But he said, when we got relegated, he said, look, you know, I know it's not good, but you'll love your football again. And yeah. whilst there was no, you, could, you couldn't say our, our last minute goal against Watford was offside or there was any problems at all. The fact that when that ball hit the back of the net, we could just celebrate and we didn't have to wait three, four, five, six, seven, eight, however many minutes. Well, they looked at it from 30 different angles and, and drew pretty coloured lines in. That, exactly. that is what I love. That is what I love. Uh, Brad, uh, looking at recent form, and I've actually changed it talking about resets. I've had a reset because normally I um, do the last six games when we're looking at this. But because it's easy for me to cut and copy and paste rather than having to type everything out, I've gone for the last five <laughs> um, because I'm a lazy sodder, basically. Uh, and I got fed up with having to type it all different every week. On the last five games, I mean, all right, we're 13th in the form table uh, Plymouth the 12th. We've both got seven points, uh, but look at the form. It is very, very similar. Um, we've scored and we know we've scored five goals and conceded. I, 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 think like, I think you'll actually find we're above you on recent form, actually. So it's not that it's not that similar. We, we are better than you. Yeah, 12. Yeah, it's only, only by one place now. Come on, don't. <laughs> still better than you. Still better. We've got to take these wins all we can. We're better than the champions elect. <laughs> What do they say about... Sorry, you know what? Back. I suddenly don't like you, Aaron. All of a sudden, yeah, very spoke out. We smash you 5-0 now. <laughs> we spent all of last season being told that we weren't as good as Ipswich. We were in second. So um, if we're if we're behind you by, by a point or a place or even one goal on the form table, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that win while I can. Because trust <laughs> me, come Saturday night, I won't be laughing. Yeah, no, fair play, fair play. Um, but that might be as good as your season gets. I, I won't remind you of that. So that won't be clipped and saved. Don't don't worry. Uh, oh, but yeah, look, looking at that, when we were both won two, Brad lost two, drawn one. Uh, we've scored five whilst conceding four. Uh, Plymouth has scored eight whilst conceding seven. Um, games where both teams have scored, only two for us. They, they, they were Plymouth three. Um, it's going to be nil-nil last game on the championship show isn't it i bloody hope not um i really do because not only well i know we've experienced a draw but not only have we not experienced it i, re I really don't uh want 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 that want this game to be the case um <laughs> for us i would uh i think we need to break free of the shackles a little bit i think we need to have a performance because it has been a while since we've had a performance where the score lines looked a lot a lot more stress stress stressful uh you know if, i'd like i'd like to think that it's going to be goals galore for for the home side um especially after aaron's comments there bigging up being there ahead on on the form guide go back to six chris see if it puts us above them god no, six, all, I'll do, all i'll do let me just bring up the league table oh what a what a chime 
<laughs> oh, yeah, but we're not, we're not on that one, so you must have got the wrong one. Yeah. <laughs> you are on that one. You just wouldn't, you wouldn't fit on the graphic. No, that's, that's very true. That's very true. Oh, 15 all. Uh, 15 all. Uh, Scott says here, um, Aaron, um, you say you would like to be in the Premier League. However, do you have the stadium capacity infrastructure to be able to do so? I would tend to say, from what I know, compared to somebody like Luton, yes, you have. Uh, I think I think you've misconstrued my uh, comments there. I said I, I'd like it for a season or two, but I wouldn't like it overall. I think actually the the, the aim would be a one season in the Europa Conference League, so we can go to like Latvia and and places like that <laughs> just for just for the group stage. Hey, I don't yeah, really like the it. Conference League. We got two. That's you know. where I want to be. That's where I want to be. So um, that would be good. But yeah, I think uh, you know in terms of stadium capacity and stuff, it's it's a long. Um, running conversation that we're having because we're starting to sell out, or I say starting the last few seasons we've sold out every week. So there are ongoing discussions constantly within the fan base about extending that, and there's room to extend it. So I feel like if we were ever in a position to be near the, the Premier League, then the stadium capacity isn't really an issue. We're not we're not boxed in at all. We 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 own the land. We own quite a bit of land around it as well now. So um, and and uh, I believe we own the massive car park. Um, so it's um, yeah. I think in terms of stadium capacity and and etc., I don't think we're in too much of a worry about that. But let's let's worry about pushing up the championship table first, or staying up first, and then pushing it up a bit second before we start uh, dreaming of thirty five thousand, forty thousand seater stadiums. Now, now that we've been stabbed in the back by our guest, Brad, um, <laughs> let's talk about the table. I jest, of course. Um, still top um we've uh, still won more games than anybody else um we can't seem to draw it unless we call apart from sheffield wednesday uh we've scored the second highest goals after ipswich uh we've conceded less goals than anybody else in the division uh got the biggest goal difference but every time we seem to stutter and ipswich and leeds have a chance to sort of go or well leeds catch up with us ipswich take over they seem to stutter as well, don't they? Yeah, and it just probably plays extra um, extra compliment to Leicester, really. Because look, we've had we've had our frustrating period. We lost two on the bounce. We 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 had that niggly draw, which in turn over, like I said, in turn over the results either side of it has actually become a, a positive point in a, in in a, in a very strange way. Um, we had a little niggled over them, them, them two defeats to Leeds and Middlesbrough. But like you said, it it pays uh, it pays uh, in good stead to our early season form of grinding out them results, Chris. You know, remember, remember when people were, were were moaning that we were only beating Rotherham two one and we were only beating Cardiff two one and we were only beating Huddersfield one 0 She wasn't there. So well, yeah, yeah, well, she won't. She won't. At least not for the Rotherham game. She might have been there for elsewhere, but not not for Rotherham. We know that much. Mm. Um, but no, you know, all them bemoanings and then. You know, we've had a bit of reality check, haven't we? Because all of a sudden we're kind of going, oh, yeah, we we might have lost two on the bounce, but we're still top of the league by a good way. And it's mm. proving how difficult it is to not only maintain that, Chris, like like Leicester have three defeats. I mean, if you said in our first, you know, 20 games, we'd win 15 of them. Yeah, uh, mm. yeah and, and, and that's been the biggest difference between Leicester and anyone else this season. And it was something up until that Sheffield Wednesday game 
I was saying it was it was working for Leicester was we were either living or dying by the sword and well 15 out of 20 tells you how many times we won by that 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 sword and yeah. whereas other teams haven't been able to do that as well as us this season so yeah we keep stubbing our toe they keep falling over so I'll keep that going for us this season I'll, I'll enjoy that well it's going to be the fun part of the show now because we're going to uh, try and predict the scores I can guess there's going to be some interesting ones uh, in a minute we'll do that straight after this the TalkSport Fan Network is the ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts including Leicester Till I Die independent analysis and reaction for the Foxes faithful the TalkSport Fan Network unbeatable club dedicated content created by the fans for the fans follow the podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Indeed, make sure you do that. I know, of course, also remember to check out the BBC LCFC football page, especially especially on a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> I'm on there, I'm on there. Right, uh, <laughs> score predictions. That's, a, that's the last plug, I promise you. Uh, let's go to our guest first and put the pressure on him. Aaron, um, would you be happy with uh, coming away with a point or are you going to say you're going to... Uh, Get get the all all three. I'd I'd be happy with a personalised talk sport um, introduction. We haven't got ours yet, so I'll I'll be pressing them in the morning uh, for you ours. Know, did, did they not email it to you? But no, but I'll, I'll give them I'll give them an email. I'm I'm, I'm impressed with yours. I'm hoping I'm yeah. hoping that we can get ours in the post. Um, they'll do it. Maybe they'll that's do it. Fine. They'll maybe it's in the post. Maybe that's fine. If you want a personalised one, just ask for it. So. Yeah. yeah, no, no, I will. Um, back to the actual uh, question. Um, yeah, I've, I think I've got to be confident because um, because of the things we've already stated, right? It would be stereotypical Leicester to, to lose to, to, to us and it would be stereotypical Argyle to go over 12 months, over 14 months of not winning away um, to, to get, or, sorry, away on a Saturday 3pm to, to finally rock up to the King Power the champions elect and, and Nick Nick three points. Um, that being said, you know there's a head and heart prediction here, right? Head says most probably a two nil loss, and the heart says why not? Why can't we go and do it? And why can't we get a a, a two one or a three one um, pushing the boat out? So let's say let's say two one heart, and then two nil defeat head, if that's allowed. Oh, you got no no. You got to go for your heart. All right, two one win. Two one win, heart over head every every day of the week. Two oh. one win, two one win. Brad, I'm sure you're not going to take that uh, sitting down. No, let me just chalk down another goal for us on on Saturday now. <laughs> Thanks for that. No fair play to him. You got to back your own team. You got to you've you, you know we say there's no point in in the players being scared of anybody and. That probably don't really applies to our opposition most weeks, doesn't it? I can't imagine there's, you know, there's there, there might be a few teams that, that, that don't fear us anyway or, or have a, a bad feeling when they play us. But I can assure, you know, Plymouth that they'll be up for it because, like like Aaron said, they beat the champions elect, or that's what we're being called by other supporters uh, at least, uh, and a few of our own. Uh, it, 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 it's a very good mark on their record for the season, especially if they go and stay up. You know, you want to talk, talk about memorable memorable games. You'd be like, oh, yeah, Leicester, that's the season Leicester ran away with the division. Yeah, I'm playing devil's advocate and hypotheticals here. But, you know, you know, if you're one of them teams goes, yeah, but they couldn't beat us, 
Remember when we went to the King Park? Stuff them, they were easy. If they go, you know, he beats 2 0, 3 0, 3 1, or whatever. So I can understand why you back your team. A fair play to you, mate, because some people bottle it on air, don't they? They do a Spurs, as we call it on this channel, and they they, 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 they kind of uh, back us to win. Uh, yeah, they probably go with their brains. If, if it was one of the others that jump on our pod, they, they've, they've all predicted defeats. If I remember rightly, I'll, I'll get called up on it if I haven't. But I believe that they've all, they've all predicted defeat. So, you know, uh, have to, to be positive, don't I? Well, there you go then. Well, I saved this one because I had to fill in for, for Craig, who usually does the, uh, the preview shows for us. So, and I run the Predictions League. Now, I haven't given mine in, so this is not concrete, nor is Chris. That will be done on the Friday night show. Um, so join us for that as well. Uh Neither of us are doing well, but Chris is doing better than me. So I'm going to go wild for this prediction and then put my brain on for the actual league predictions. Mm. Um, I want to I want to see it happen, Chris. I want to see Ian Acho bag a couple. I want to see Tom Cameron come on because we're an easy street. And I want to see Leicester, no realistically. No uh, I, I want Leicester to win 5-0. <laughs> So I really want Leicester to turn the heat on. And, and, and that's just for the sin of gangsters, okay? That's just for the sin of gangsters. If it was for the comments, I'd be saying 7 8 nil Leicester. But because you, I don't have to get... To that now. That is no, your... I'm not. No, I'm not. I've run the prediction leagues. I'm not. No. I've run it. So I, I don't have to commit to anything. I don't me. care. I'll put mine in on the difference in the thing. I've run the group. So... To you and all, so yeah, not committed. I can go wild and crazy. So why not five nil Leicester? Really well, with some of your predictions in the prediction, it might stay that way. To be honest with you, I'm not going to deny it might just stay that way. You are wild and crazy. Um, before I give you mine, uh, let me just come back to you, Aaron. Um, and like you said, I mean, everybody's saying Champions League. Scott says there until it's mathematically done, I'll still be happy with playoffs. You know we. I, I, I wrote um, a thing for the for the BBC. It was on a Tuesday under the fans' voice, just to say. Um, or did I mention that I, I do that now? Um, you make uh, shameless plugs less shameless. You know that, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, do you look at Leicester and think, well, all right, if we get something great, but because of its the fact that it's Leicester, it's a free hit. What you know, if we don't get anything. Well, the way I split it is the same way that I play football manager is that the I split it into three. So the top the top third don't care. Middle third got to be getting if we can if we can get draws against happy. Bottom third you got to be beating. So I see it no differently. But like I said, we've already played nine of the top ten, and we play yourselves on Saturday. and We've not embarrassed ourselves at all. So um, you know it's it's one of those where um, as long as we don't turn up. But again, I, I can take I can take defeat. I just can't take a lack of effort, and and we will definitely come on Saturday and and give it our best shot. I think so. Well, I hope. Um, but yeah, the way, the way I used to play football manager when I was in my youth was um, to save it before every game. So right. <laughs> if I actually just lost one game, I could go back and play it again. Funny enough, I I, I used to win most things on that. But look, uh, fair um, enough. No, I'm nice and honest. Despite what John uh, Ronald said, it is uh, don't. Uh, sorry, John said it. John Thornton, because we we agreed so much on our predictions last week on the prediction show. He's got uh, he's got no copying uh, my prediction, John. Unfortunately, mate, I, I've got to because uh, that's what I'd gone for as well. A two nil, but 
the other thing as well, it, Brad, and this is again something I wrote on uh, on a previous um, <laughs> fan's voice on the BBC <laughs> on Tuesday on the BBC website, um, was will the real Leicester stand up? And it's kind of getting into that mark again this season, isn't it, at the moment? Uh, I think it did stand up against West Brom. Uh, and we just need that to continue. Now, I think we did have that 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 bad patch, if you will, if you want to call it that. I suppose you do have to call it that when you 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 know you you you're struggling for points. You know, if we go off that bit of bracket, lost two, won one, drew one. If you want to kind of close it off at a, as as a bad patch, if you will, um, we kind of needed to see a little bit of grit a little bit of determination and a little bit of something different. Now, unfortunately, we didn't get the changes as dramatically as I was hoping. This, there's a mythical thing in Leicester. We, I need to ask Aaron if there is such a thing first. Um, but uh, I tried to ask something that apparently is not real, Aaron. And I, I demanded that Maresca made a plan B um, and he played two strikers up front. Now, that never happened, but we have tweaked certain things that allowed us to kind of return, to, you know, the return of Leicester seemed to rear its head against West Brom with how they went about it. So this is, this for me is a game to get that back, Chris. This is a, like a, you know, it's good. It's all right to win a game, but it's then, okay, what do you do? What do you add to that win? And like I said, again, you could flip it and say, well, the last time we, we got a win, we've got a draw and now we've got another win. If we, you know, it, it kind of turns it around. But this is where it's... This is more about the result than the performance for me, Chris. It's a little bit of one of them for me where I'll take us still winning um, as long as it keeps that form going and we do see that Leicester are still yeah. sort of back to how they were early yeah. on. Yeah. Now, the next thing that we come down, I just said there, two up front, <laughs> you're joking. Uh, you're having a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> who plays two up front these days? Um, we don't, we don't, we play without a goalkeeper sometimes, but that's another show, another story. Um, you, you two are probably too young. Well, I, we, I know that from sort of talking at the start of the uh, the start of the show, but we come to the uh, foot in both camps uh, moment here, and there was a few that were reeled off that I had completely forgotten about. One of them that's already been mentioned that I was trying to forget about. Uh, but everybody says about the great escape from Leicester in the 14-15 um, season. We were bottom at Christmas. We'd been bottom longer than any other team that had a chance of surviving. And suddenly we won more games in the last nine than we'd won in the previous 30-odd. Uh, and we managed to survive. There was another great escape at the start of the 1990s. 30-odd years ago... And we were in a position uh, with relegation from the old second division on the cards. Uh, assistant Gordon Lee had replaced the, uh, well, <laughs> I can't think of a word to describe him. Let's just say he used to like to drive slowly around the back streets of Leicester. Uh, David Pleat uh, in the manager's hot seat in 1991. And there was one player who came up to the mark on the last game of the season uh, I think it was against Oxford. Uh, if my um, we need well, there we go. We needed to be better. West Bromwich Albion's result to preserve the status as a second division club. One person stood up and uh, got a goal for us, which meant we did. Um, I can say he's not exactly well known uh, down in Plymouth because there's not even a picture of him in one of their shirts. So, but it is the hero that is Tony James. Do you not remember him, Brad? 
Can't hear you, Brad. Thanks, that. I do. I do. There is a little part of me uh, that remembers him. I uh, there was also that famous song that was written by an artist who who did the uh, uh, Heroes of Blue and White song. If you've ever heard it, you'll know what I'm on about. Uh, obviously, it says in there Tony James one nil, which I've always assumed was was this game uh, that you're talking about where he saved us from from relegation. I could be wrong. He could be mentioned someone else, but I, that's that's yeah, kind of why game. I know a little bit. Yeah, know a little bit about it uh, about him as a Leicester player, but. Again, Chris, I said this. I said this, and um, at the last one, you missed some very, very well not well known links between the two clubs. I'll let you go on about Tony James first, but Christopher. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, some, there's some there's huge names, names that you've, names you've, you've uh, glossed over, but, but yeah. Is that Tony James that you've just sent me, Aaron? Yeah, it's a picture of Tony James. Yeah. I, I haven't, it's on Twitter, so I won't be able to upload it very, very quickly. But look, just to prove, he was. Although, is that the same guy? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it is, isn't it? it is. Well, let me just, there we go, there we go. Tony James in the green and white. Um, yeah, for those of us of a certain age, and I am of a, a certain age, he, uh, he, he was a hero that day. Um yeah, re reading off our reading off our famous screens on the screen, which is a, a brilliant resource for all Argyle fans that basically documents every player to ever play for the club. Um, it says that he uh, moved to Home Park in August 1996, and he was forced to retire due to injury just after a single a uh, single season in the centre of Argyle's defence. Made uh, 34 league appearances and scored once, but played and played five times in the cup. So, um, yeah, not not a player that. I mean, he played literally the year I was born, so um, not not a player that I remember fondly. And, I've, and, I've, I've got to go and get me pension tomorrow. Don't worry about okay. it. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> you know, mate. But one that you did mention, I'll go through yeah. a couple here. Uh, and again, I can remember m many, many years ago, um, I went round to a, to a friend's house with my son, and she was a Leeds United fan. Um, a husband was a Man United fan, so you can imagine the conversations in that household. But we watched Leicester uh, take on Leeds, and um, we stuffed them 4-0. We both ended up getting relegated at the end of the season, and we stuffed them 4-0. But a goal that was always, again, is going to be in the top probably 10 goals, I'd say, from, uh, from a Leicester perspective through the time. A certain man with hair, Lillian Nallis. Yeah. An absolutely fantastic um, player. Again, one that I don't really have like major memories of, um, apart from the fact I used to call him Cheese Man, which nobody will understand or care. No. Um, I went to a, a, an open training session when I was a youngster, and and he said Cheers Man, but I thought he was talking about cheese. Um, so again, literally not insightful for anyone. Um, but yeah, he's you've 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 missed off some some big names um if if this website's correct you've missed off the likes of uh barry hales paul gallagher um paul gallagher. Ruf rufus brevet guy branston um uh, connor yeah connor clifford i can't imagine he got many games for you um no. martin hodge uh jason jarrett uh ollie norburn peter shilton yeah. Uh, yeah and obviously we've got callum wright with us at the moment as well um he was, in, he was in, in fairness to my and in, in defence, I could only put one player up there, 
So I did, I did go for. Uh, I didn't find that site that you were talking about. I would have loved to have found. I'll, that I'll send it over. It's, it's very useful. We do a, we do a feature uh, played for both eleven, but it, it's very good at uh, just giving you random names. But you do have to check them that they actually played for both. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't I, just. I, I went for the ever well to me famous Tony James because of, because of what he achieved. But a name that you mentioned um, at the start of the show, Brad. Barry Hales. Yeah, Barry Hales signed. Uh, I I have vivid memories of us when I think Plymouth were in the championship and we were. Uh, Plymouth just were our bogey team for a little bit. Maybe it's just how I remember it, but I always remember they always scored past us and it was always bloody... I always remember saying, this kid, bloody Barry Hales. He'd always go, oh, Plymouth, Barry Hales. He was a red-hot striker for them. Uh, and obviously, when we signed him with with own uh, with Holloway, I was like, "Well, at least he can't score passes no more." I mean, unfortunately, he also forgot how to score for us. Um, but interesting enough, there is one player that nearly had a foot in both camps that I am only well, I won't say I'm only privy to, but I was I was working down at the Leicester City training ground when it happened, and this name will probably be up there with Barry Hales as a memorable striker for you, Aaron. Sylvan Ebans-Blake. Yeah. Four signing... Well, yeah, Sylvan Ebans-Blake, originally of Wolves, was at Plymouth as well, but before he chose to sign for Ipswich, because, and he did a... He did a... um, He did a Mark McGee on us here. He thought Ipswich had better prospects of getting promoted than us. He would have won a championship... uh, he would have won the, the championship with us. It was actually the season in the pre-season, Chris, to... Uh, oh, no, it was in January of the season that we were going to get promoted to the... to the um, from the championship to the premiership. And Sylvan Ebans-Blake was getting shown around the training ground one night by none other than one of our favourite managers, Chris, Nigel Pearson. So we nearly had Sylvan Ebans Blake to even talk about, but unfortunately he chose Ipswich over us. Apparently on his journey home, he made the decision that he thought he'd get more time to play for Ipswich than us. So that was one that I always liked as a player, and I'd love to have said he played for us a little bit, but let's try to throw that out there. But yeah, yeah. Barry Hales was the obvious one I thought you'd go for, for more, more for recent times than anything. For us and against us, for you. But Barry House is still playing football, by the way. He's at um Yeah, Sunday yeah. league, isn't he? He's already Saturday league now. No, no, it's still Saturday. It's uh, FC Windsor down in uh, down near Reading or in Windsor, right? Yeah, yeah, play. I mean, you know, if you enjoy it and you can you still can do, you play at any level just to to, to play, don't you? Um you mentioned him earlier and Chris Colverson brought him up again there. Ian Holloway, uh look, my my he he took us down to League One for the first time ever in in, in our in, in our history. The one and only time, the one season we've been down there. Uh, despite that, I actually liked him. Um, he wanted to come to us, which was always a, nice. The fact that you know he 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 he, 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 he and then I think he ended up on gardening leave at Plymouth, um, but it wasn't successful. And I think if I'm honest. That team would have gone down eventually anyway. Um, I don't care who would have come in. It was like it was like putting another caption on board the Titanic just after it's hit the iceberg and said, keep it up. You know, it was never, ever going to happen. 
Uh, he provided laughs. Um, I met him once. He was the manager when my uh, my my secondborn was um, a mascot for Leicester um, against Burnley, and he spent a lot of time with him, uh, and and really was was really nice off the pitch, as a lot of managers are. You probably don't like him as much because of the way that he left, and he wanted to leave Plymouth to come to Leicester, didn't he? Well, I think I think I've softened over the years, and um, I think um, your relegation then was similar to your relegation now, right? In the, in the fact that it was a, a chance for you to reset and go again, and yeah. that's yeah. when I believe that's when you started getting the, the the change of ownership as well, right? Was that when you became because we? We'd, I think we had the change of ownership, yeah. but it was still new early days, right. wasn't it? I was going to say we played you at the Walker Stadium when you went down, yeah. and then we played you at the King Power when you yeah. came up. Um, yeah. So. Um, I think it was it was around that time. So yeah, uh, I think my feelings for Holloway have mellowed. I think um, mm. I wasn't at that away game in which we beat you one 0 and, and again helped send you down. Um, in which th- there was just ninety minutes chance of uh, fuck off Holloway. Um, yeah. Putting it politely, I think I think that was that goes down. A lot of Argyle fans remember that game um, really well. Um, yeah, I mean he wanted to leave, but that I mean that's not what he was telling us in the press and in the, in the fact that he was. He was telling us that he loved it down there and didn't want to leave. And he bleed, he cut him open, he bleeds green blood and all of this. And he wanted to paint uh, Smeaton's Tower green and all of this sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, a man who who knew how to um, get the best out of his audience, I suppose. And, and, and yeah. he continued to do that in, in the years that he managed in the Premier League under, for Blackboard stuff. But uh, like I said, I, I feel like I've mellowed a little bit. I've listened to. Um, a few podcasts that he's been on since, and he and he, and he almost admits that he he regrets leaving in in the way that he did at least. But I think it was more of a, an issue with the board, and and that came to that came to pass, you know, a few years later when we started struggling and went into administration, and and, and um, you know, the rest is history. But um, yeah. I think there was there were a few things at the club that that helped push him out, like you said. I, I believe he was on gardening leave when he, by the time he left, but. Literally the day before is, is him saying that, um, you know, cut him open, he bleeds green. So it yeah. left a bit of a sour taste. Um, oh, okay. and, and, I, and I totally understand that. Um, I'm going to ask you about this uh, later in a minute, Brad, but I'm going to stick with Aaron first because he was a manager for you, uh, but a player for us. Somebody we nearly got on the channel here, but uh, couldn't afford him. Um, although in fairness, in fairness, the money he was asking was for a charity. So, uh, cause any, any money he gets from uh, any shows he does goes to uh, a betting charity, but, um, right. Peter Shilton, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it, Peter Shilton did play for us. He was a, he was a player manager, I believe. Oh, was it? Ah, oh, right. Okay. Yeah, he did play, did play a few games for us. Um, Yeah. Ended his uh, well, no, he didn't end his career with us because he became our manager and then went on to play for several other clubs afterwards. So, um, your memories yeah. of him as a man, you know, when he was in charge at uh, Plymouth. Again, I was, you know, I was born nineteen ninety five, so not uh, not huge um, memories of him to be Fair honest. Point. Fair I, point. I know that he's he's not he's not really spoken about in in good or bad breath at, at home park. Sort of just you know. Um, there's no real, um, no real love, no real hate. So it's one of those. I, th- yeah. I believe I, I, I could have done some digging if if you told me before. I could have reeled out. Oh no, 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 that's okay. No, no, no. well, um, I, 
I, I was going to speak with, um, with with Tony James, but <laughs> there we go. But no, don't worry. And Brad, yeah, he, he left us in the in the ninety three ninety four season when I believe he was he was sacked. So, um, yeah. yeah, before I was born. So, in terms of personal memories, none. No, 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 that, that that that's understandable. Brad, I mean, he 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 forced. Well, he didn't force, but uh, we lost a England World Cup winning goalkeeper in Gordon Banks to give Peter Shilton uh, his chance. Um, he stayed with us, went on to go better things with um, with our local rivals, Nottingham Forest, but still remember him uh, as a Leicester lad and, and uh, one of our better goalkeepers. Yeah, he'll definitely uh, historically always be fondly remembered uh, as a fantastic goalkeeper. You know, went on to become Leicester number one, England's number one. Uh, replacing a big, big name, you know, West Ham like to pick up saying they, they won the World Cup because of how many West Ham players there. Well, I actually start to retort now saying, Yeah, well, our, our player made sure that you know we saved the World Cup because we had obviously Banks at that time. But Shilton yeah. is Banks of England, I, as he was known, yeah. Well, Banks of England, in fact, there's a, there's a picture and a plaque plaque up on the third floor of the executive room outside the Banks' suite. Of him with the Banks of England, and he's got the the, the picture of it. Right. It's just lovely to see if you ever get a chance to to be in that situation when you go to the King Power, or even on a tour. So even if you manage to go to a tour, you probably get a chance to see it. It's lovely. Uh, it may have moved from that location since I last worked there, but it's still there. I know that much. Anyway, we're all about Shields and the Banks. Uh, I think there isn't a person out there. I mean, obviously, he was before my time. Oops. He's gone. Is he oh, coming back? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. My internet was spinning around. It didn't for all three of us like we have some issues with StreamYard sometimes. Anyway, my ear was obviously Kevin Paul um, and Casey Keller. But I think even even if you weren't born at that time, you can't support Leicester and not know the name Peter Shilton. Uh, and I think he'd easily go into a top three of Leicester's all time. Goalkeepers ahead of the likes of probably some of the goalkeepers I've grown up on, like like Casey Keller and, and Kevin Paul, who were great keepers in their own right. So yeah, fantastic memories uh, from what I know of. For, for, absolute, for hero, absolute hero, guys! Thank you so very very much, and uh, thank you especially Aaron. Now I have put a, a link in the description below on the YouTube channel as to how people can follow you, but uh, but do give a shout out as to where they can do just that. Yeah, good question. So basically, we're on all social medias. We've just started a TikTok. I don't know if your um, followers and listeners are down with the kids. Uh, I have absolutely no idea what's going on there, and I consider myself slightly younger. Um, and I know what what to do with tech, and I still don't have a clue how to, to get anything out of TikTok. We're on um, Twitter, Facebook, uh, everywhere. Just, if you just search Argyle Life or at Argyle Life 1886, you'll find us on most things. We do have a YouTube. Uh, we're trying to get back into that, and we're going to go live on there from, uh, well, when we're, when we're back in, but hopefully from um, not this weekend, but the weekend after. So, yeah, back. Can, can I just say, you, 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 I may be older than you, but I do know TikTok, and we do have a well, TikTok you, account here you, as well. You might, know, you might know it better than me, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you youngsters, you see, you think you know it all when it comes to tech. You don't, you don't. <laughs> but no, 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 no. Aaron, look, 
thanks so so much for coming on guys go and give uh, uh aaron's channels uh, a follow uh like i say his twitter link is in the um description and there's a link from his twitter to linktree which will give you a, a link to all his other platforms as well i wish you <coughs> excuse me i wish you all the best aaron um i'd love you to stay up but i think you will do actually now um but obviously i, I hope we stuff you on saturday at 3 p.m <laughs> but uh, yeah, thanks it, so much mate take care and have an absolutely fantastic christmas and you cheers cheers take care take care see you later mate Thanks to Aaron there. Lovely, lovely guy. And all the I like Plymouth. I do like these teams that like I say, like Luton in the Premier League. I just I just want them to do well. Because I still think of Leicester as like a, a little club. Yeah, yeah. Um we have always more times than not, that's for a few moments, but we're very humble as supporters. I think we've always tried to keep a level headed um opinion of our own team even though we obviously we do shred some bias out there but yeah look as long as we do our job as long as we gain promotion whether it's via the playoffs hopefully that doesn't become a thing but if it does you know via the playoffs or automatically however it may be then Plymouth can go and survive uh at my expense although I will say you know a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit, a bit of salt left on them wounds and, and on the blades wasn't there you know um didn't have to mention the fact that he played a part in our league and our no, demise no. down to League One, but let's see how it is. I'll see how well, it is. Times right? the knife was slipped between the old shoulder blades. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've 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 uh, some vinegar doused on it and salt by the feel of it. Um, but no, great guess. Spoke spoke some very very good words about uh, his club and great great knowledge of his team, which is great to hear. And yeah, it was a good show. I've enjoyed it, Chris. And this is what's happening next. Coming up next on Leicester Till I Die TV. Friday night, we're back at 7pm for the prediction show, Brad. Yes, we are. We've talked about great escapes, or maybe I'm on for one. Who knows? The last two weeks have been very profitable for me. Uh, so even so, even so bad for Chris to see it because now he can actually see me in his rear view mirror. Uh, yeah. I, a few a few weeks ago, I was I was in reverse, facing the wrong, going down the wrong way street, and I was asking people for directions to the predictions league. Well, I'm, I, maybe I'm making a, a a surge in this second half of the season. <laughs> Still a long way to go, though. Who knows? I am, Who knows? I am going through a little bad patch at the moment. Let me say that, but. Um, we're on at 7 on Friday. We're going through the predictions for the weekend. Uh, it's a double header because there's a game midweek, but we will literally, for the second week, we will just, like we did last time, just run through them uh, extremely quickly. Uh, otherwise, we'll be here till the match kicks off on, on Saturday. And we're back on Saturday at quarter past two, as it says above me there, um, for the match day live. And hopefully, again, you'll be able to join me, Brad, for the before... Um, the middles and the afters. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's better than a 12:30 kickoff. I didn't have time to wake up for the pre uh, for for our early start there, a monstrous early start that we had. So it's good to see a three o'clock kickoff, as you said. Uh, hopefully, Plymouth's barren run of three three p.m. kickoffs 
the Saturday kickoffs away from home continues and we can add to the misery on, on, on that front. Um and yeah, let's just hope we're having uh we're having a good we we have a good run in it and uh let's hope three more points, hey Chris, because it'd be nice to keep, you know, wouldn't it? It'd be nice to go back to that wins and and who exactly. knows, maybe maybe Leeds and uh Southampton and and Ipswich etc can all drop some points. Indeed. Brad, thank you very much, mate. I will see you Friday at seven. I wear a white rose in my lapel, so you recognise me. Take care, buddy. And I will. Uh, I will see you then. Yeah. Take care, everybody. Uh, cheers. Thanks, Brad. Bye bye. Oops. There we go. I'm small again. There we go. I'm big again. Big and small. Um, and don't forget to check out LTID TV too. I'm sure Brad will be coming back with some um, Women's Super League um, shows very, very soon. But like I say, Forrester losing. The night's getting better. Uh, I will see you along with Bradders at um, 7 o'clock on Friday and then at quarter past two with Brad and Luke and Kate for the game against Plymouth live. Well, I'm not live. I will be live, but I won't be from the KP. But, of course, that is where it's being played. Thanks very much to everybody that was joining. Thanks to Aaron for coming on. All the best for the rest of the season to Plymouth. Obviously, we just want them to lose this Saturday and in the reverse fixture as well. Thanks to Brad. Thanks to everybody that has been in the chat. Really, really, really do appreciate it. And if you've been listening on your favourite podcast platform, thank you very much for that as well. And just remember, um, I better better just change things around before I play this one. Um, I've said if he can remember. Oh, where's, where's everything going? Where's it all going? It's all going totally wrong. Uh, There we go. Get rid of everything. Then uh, I can play this for you. Indeed. And we still are. We still are. Thank you very much. I will see you on Friday at seven o'clock. This has been LTID TV from Leicester Till I Die. I've been Chris. A very good night to you. Hi, this is Chris from Leicester Till I Die. Thank you for watching and listening. Have a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Don't do anything I wouldn't enjoy. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You better like them too or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. 
Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? A participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.